Hi, everybody. Welcome to the first podcast of Product Market Fit with Founders. On this podcast, we'll be interviewing founders uh, of Series B and above companies that have found that have found product market fit. So no early employees, just founders who have been there from you know buying the domain onwards. Um, and what we'll be discussing is how people find product market fit in different industries and different market segments for different you know for different customer groups. Um, and today, in the first inaugural podcast, you have myself. My name is Luca, um, and you have Jessica. Um, and Jess and I founded Pentabank, which is one of Europe's largest online banks, having raised over eighty million in capital and acquiring over fifty thousand small businesses. Um, and so on this on today's podcast, we'll discuss. Um, the details of finding product market fit with Penta, what we learned, some things where we, you know, screwed up on, and um, and ultimately based on, based on our learning. So it's it's purely focused on Penta and not kind of what we think, but what really happened. Jess. Yes, uh, I am very excited to to start this project uh, because I think uh, we're both now in in similar positions of chasing product market fit again um, after founding um, Penta. Uh, we both started new companies, um, and I, I think it's it's just something you do once you kind of found the entrepreneurship bug. Luca, do you remember how you got into this and uh, when you heard, heard first the term uh, product market fit? Sure. I remember reading a, a blog by Mark Anderson, uh, The Most Important Thing is, is what it's called. And um, and basically, he discusses how what, what is product market fit, and he gave a super unquantifiable definition of you constantly adding more servers and hiring more customer support agents and, you know, not being able to ship features enough and just kind of exploding with growth. And I always thought that was definitely a great feeling, um, but it was never kind of a quantifiable understanding of what that actually means. Um, and ever since then, I've kind of been in a quest of that. And I'm pretty sure I'm getting closer to, to actually what that means with Penta, but also my new venture, Index Health. What about yourself? Actually, absolutely the same. Uh, and I remember reading this article and it felt like he describes this magical moment right and i think he also mentions that there would be vcs waiting in front of your office and waiting to throw money at you and you know everything just like magically comes together um but i didn't feel it's that much magic but there should be also something that's more quantifiable and more um like a like a checklist or to-do list of things you can do to increase the probability of even getting there right so I think um, you were even the one introducing um, the product market fit survey at Penta from um, from from Superhuman founder. Um, do you maybe want to explain how how we did that and what was actually the idea behind it? Yeah, sure. So that comes from Sean Ellis, um, who's a famous marketeer, and basically what he does is he sends a survey out asking how disappointed would you be if you couldn't use this product anymore. Um, first answer being very disappointed, not so disappointed, not um, and not disappointed at all. Um, and so if 40% of customers say that they'd be very disappointed, that means you have product market fit. And he was able to calculate that looking at Slack, uh, looking at Google, Gmail, um, and, you know, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, products that he knew or everybody knows their product market fit. So that's one quantifiable way. Um, but the only thing that's half the definition, the other half of the definition I think is, is channel fit. So how do you have a repeatable, scalable cost of acquiring a customer where you put put X in and you get Y out. What are your thoughts? Absolutely. And and my thought is even, do you reach 
with one product, let's say uh, you, you mentioned Instagram, but let's maybe go back to, to Penta. Do you reach product market fit with the overall product for everyone? Or is it more that you reach it with, you know, a certain feature for a certain target group or niche? Because um, I remember like the early days, uh, it was... <laughs> It was um, we we just started out with a with a wait list, right? So we kind of wanted to prove traction because building a bank and even like kind of the front end of a bank is um, very it, it takes some time, right? So we we needed to develop first, but we wanted to kind of find a way on tra showing traction early, and we built up this wait list, and we had people pouring in. Like at some point, we had six thousand subscribers on the list, and we were like super excited, and we showed it to to all the investors and everyone out there that uh, we already kind of found product market fit. But the reality is a waitlist doesn't tell you if you have product market fit because people have to actually start using your product or have to start paying for it. Um, because we then, you know, worked towards this big day of go live, if you remember. And uh, I think it, it was quite an exciting day because we believed we had to prepare it. And then we sign up, like we put the product on live and people would be, you know, going in with, with the thousands and we wouldn't be able to handle them. But the reality was once we put the product live, was it one person? I don't even know. Maybe no, it, nobody signed up. <laughs> nobody signed up from the waitlist. Yeah, which which is also something I would tell as an advice to uh, other early founders. Waitlist doesn't mean uh, real customer data. But what it told us is that like on the waitlist, there are like different segments and different people that signed up for different reasons. So we started to dig a bit deeper why they were there and we tried to understand, you know, their actual needs. And um, once we kind of worked through this and we kind of iterated on the product and we kind of had the first weeks with like a really, really bad product, um, we realized there was one group, one very, very specific group on this like huge waitlist that was actually quite interested in our product, but the time already passed. Because they were um, companies that are st just starting out and they needed a bank account to get started, you know, with the notary, the initial capital to pay in. And they, like everything they cared for was speed and uh, obviously also cost uh, because they were still quite cost sensitive. And uh, for them, obviously, waitlist doesn't help because if you need to wait 10 weeks, then, you know, it's over. Um, but kind of replicating this target group and going out there to addressing them showed us that we were able to acquire exactly these customers. And that's why I think product market fit is also always something that's very specific to a specific target group. You really need to understand who's your customer. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I remember in, so we launched in January 2018 and we had maybe one or two customers per week. It was super depressing for like two months. And once we, so we were getting a lot of customer feedback. So first of all, um, feedback was at the core of what we did. We had an open product roadmap. Um, we spoke to customers every day. People who weren't our customers trying to understand why they're not signing up, right? And the number one feature request was exactly that, open a bank account for companies that were incorporating. So very specific to Germany, also very specific to a certain target group. Um, so that, once we launched that in March 2018, that's when growth started picking up five to 10 per week. We were essentially, you know, at that point we were growing. Um, However, we weren't able to scale growth, given that we were basing acquisition on or expecting it from Facebook. Facebook brought in 95% mobile traffic, and we weren't able to onboard customers through an iOS or Android app just because with businesses, you have to upload documents and stuff. And so we dropped that channel and looked for other ones. And one channel that actually helped really explode the growth um, was affiliate programs. So in banking, that's typically... Um, 
you know, best business bank account, Germany or France, whatever it is, and then you end up being top of the list. A lot of fintechs essentially scale like that. And that was the one hack that ultimately got us from, you know, maybe 100 customers by, by March to 1,000 customers by, by uh, July 1st or end of June, ultimately. Why would you think, uh, do, do you have some advice for somebody else uh, kind of finding this specific channel and specific group on, on how to get there? Sure. Um, so my, my new company, I know we're speaking of Penta alone, but, but my, my company now, Index Health, so it's, a, it's a medical company. Um, we, you know, it's, it's a constant chase of finding different channels and, and balancing it, et cetera. With, with, I think with Penta, it was a similar story where we tested two or three. And while they weren't perfect channels, um, so the obvious ones, Facebook, Instagram, um, right? Um, Google ads, right? Um, these are three channels that have worked both at in a medical healthcare company in the US, right? Nothing to do with Germany or FinTech. Um, and it's also worked in Germany. So it's kind of test the obvious, um, test different campaigns. But I'd say the most important thing really is, is, is uh, other than campaigns and channels is the website itself. So one thing we learned at Penta to help accelerate that product market fit was we interviewed a hundred customers and say, what is the best value that you get out of, out of Penta? So that's part of that product market fit survey by Sean Ellis and people responded saying that it's fast and easy. And so we changed our headline when you land on the website to fast and easy business banking. And once we did that, that started increasing our conversion rates on the website because we were attracting exactly that type of customer group that found that as number one value. So it's kind of full circle from people seeing an ad to landing on the website, converting, having a super easy onboarding process and ultimately a product that's relevant for them and then using the product. Um, in our case, once people started using a business bank account or any bank account for that matter, uh, retention is extremely high. So the second money's in the account, they typically don't leave you. And Penta until this day basically has a 99 or 98% retention rate. And if we spoke about customers and I think um, at, at Penta, we did it um, in the beginning, you know, we wanted to target businesses, uh, I think in the beginning, even in Europe, then we went to Germany, then we went from businesses more specific to startups, then we went more specifically even to this like uh, newly incorporated companies. And after that, uh, when we when we scaled, we went broader again. So we went from broad to narrow to broad. Is this something you would advise other people also to do? Or what, what would be your best advice in finding the right customer target for your product market fit? I think it's worth speaking to a lot of customers to begin with. Um, that's probably the most important thing. So it's it's understanding their pain points or, or better said, their job to be done. What is the job they need to get done? And at Penta, the job they needed to get done was opening a business bank account for their for their business that they've just incorporated. Um, so that was that was kind of the job to be done. So I look at it as a job to be done framework. Yeah, that's true. And I think it's also practical in, in some terms um, because you ha it has to go hand in hand with your product roadmap. Um, because in the beginning, uh, when we launched the, the actual product, like you said before, was actually, uh, let's say, a little bit limited. Uh, I think in the beginning, we didn't even have cards. You know, then we only later integrated um, the, the data or like an accounting integration. So basically, the product was growing. So I think it's also about finding a niche that is already like happy and gets its job done with kind of the state of the product, the MVP of the product that you have. 
Uh, and once you kind of then build your product uh, roadmap, you should actually go in adding um, f not only just features because other people have these features, but you should actually add jobs to be done to acquire new target groups to get to a broader uh, product market fit. Agreed. Just let's elaborate on the team that we had at the mo at, at the time when we launched and um, and when we were finding product market fit. I feel like a lot of people make a lot of mistakes and they'll hire like a social media manager or like mm -hmm. something that's yeah. like ridiculous to be honest um, before you actually even even need them. So who did we actually have back then? We yeah. had product people, marketing people support people right what, what was kind of the makeup no actually i think um and it's something i would especially at, at times now advise anybody uh, i would stick with the core team so even the initial founding team if you if you have already like a bigger team or maybe uh if there's like one very specific um skill you don't have in in the core team then obviously add it for example tech if you wouldn't have a technical co-founder obviously you have to add it um, but I think um, pre-product market fit, you have to stay very, very small because you have to stay lean and you have to build up a company and a team that is able to iterate fast, that takes in, you know, customer feedback and then does something with it to find this initial fit. And if you hire, for example, sales or sales for B2B or like a, a social media manager in these early days that is already there to execute Uh, I think you can really kind of start running in the wrong di direction because there are still so many like big questions you have to solve first. And I mean, I'm not even speaking about burn rates and uh, and that when you kind of have a too big team pre-product market fit. 100%. Yeah, I think that's like I would really avoid hiring anybody until until you know your revenues exceed some sort. You know, are covering at least a couple of employee salaries. Um, But yeah, staying lean is so important. I also think that the scary part about product market fit, so we we didn't experience that at Penta. Once we found product market fit, it was scale from there. Um, sometimes companies will find product market fit and then two or three months later realize that they don't have product market fit. Um, and so one thing I, I'd really advise as well is, is to be cautious about saying like, oh, we found product market fit. It's good for four weeks, like, you know, off to the races. Let's, you know, hire everybody and anybody, that, that social media manager. <laughs> Um, and so, um, I, I think it's important to stick it out for two, three months, analyze the data, speak with a lot of people, see if there's an expected churn, right. At month two, at month three, at month four, whatever, or whatever it is. Um, so it's kind of, it's being very patient about product market fit as well. Yeah. And it, maybe it's even a constant chase, right? Because, uh, imagine, I think it's something we mentioned in the beginning, you now hit product market fit for the startups right and then at some point you grow to let's say like a 10 20 30 market share it is quite difficult to get to 100 market share for a specific group so you actually start keep building your product right because you want to kind of get the next group so maybe you want to get the next bigger customer or you want to go abroad to france italy wherever and for there it's not always 100 the same needs the same customers so you are actually again in the chase of of product market fit so <laughs> I, I'm actually wondering if there will ever be like this this final uh, state of you know now we just keep growing because I actually don't believe it. I think you're you're constantly chasing it and you have to constantly iterate. So maybe uh, it's even more important to build up a team 
that is always able, you know, like we said, like a fast team that stays lean, that keeps on oper operating on the, the feedback it gets from customers and set up mechanisms in which you, you kind of get this constant feedback loop, but also uh, set up a data-driven uh, product development. We're good. And just so, looking at, yep, sorry, go on. No, I was uh, actually uh, wanting to ask you what would be your like uh, biggest biggest advice now for uh, people who start out a company now and uh, are struggling a bit. Maybe since even, I mean, the truth is some people need uh, 12 months to find product market fit, others need 24 and they still find it at some point, right? But what is your biggest advice for people who are kind of in this uh, in this chase and feel a bit uh, demotivated? So first of all, I, I'd understand what, so if, if, if you're doing something like Penta, which is taking an existing non-digital solution, so a traditional bank, and you're digitizing it, there are very confirmed products and ways to ultimately find product market fit, right? So what's bad in traditional banking is signing up. It takes forever with, you know, if you make it easy online, that's that's an added benefit, right? Sending money, customer support, 100% digital, et cetera. So it's kind of understanding the industry. Um, that's kind of the first thing. I would just compare like what is really shit in other industries and what's great in, in ultimately digitizing it. Um, the, but the most important thing that I really focus all my efforts on and, and I have with anything I've been involved in has been speaking to a lot of customers. So even if you don't have customers, speak to people that you think may be your persona. And so, and, and also like, if you think your persona are women in their sixties, also speak to women in their twenties. Right. And so it's kind of expanding the, the reach of who, who might be the customer. Um, and if you have earlier customers, you know, three, four, five, try to understand what is common between those five people. So at, in Penta's case, we understood that these were high-tech companies, startup founders willing to adopt new products, right? Tech founders typically do. Um, and so that was kind of our, that was kind of our hypothesis going into it. Yeah, and I, I think uh, you can't stress enough uh, that the founders have to speak to customers themselves, right? So you can't, um, you can't give this or outsource this to the team or to a sales guy. No, absolutely not. Um, agreed. And moving on to another question from 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 uh, from LinkedIn, actually, um, one person asked, "How do you expand product market fit?" And I think that in our case it was actually quite quite interesting. Um, and so I'll, I can start off with it. Basically, in in our case, expanding product market fit went from which which was quite a late decision actually, um, and I think it was a big mistake. But what we did is we were only focused on businesses and not freelancers. And one thing that helped us expand that fit for businesses was um, ultimately allowing a different target group to come in. And so that's something we probably shouldn't have done from day one, and which would have helped accelerate growth further. Um, again, didn't stop us from being the you know undefeated champion in Germany for for business banking at least, but uh, but it did it did. Um, It did ultimately, you know, delay us getting there. And of course, not to mention features that people were asking for. We obviously went from being, uh, you know, for high tech companies to manufacturing companies and hotel chains and everything else. Um, but but ultimately, I, I think a big part, portion of that is also expanding the target, the target group. What do you think? Yep, uh, fully, fully agree. I think, um, and there it's again this going back and forth between um, you now have this product that you build, 
So who else could benefit from this problem, right? And then you can expand to your target group. Then you can look at the target groups and think what additional feature could actually help serve them even better or acquire them even better, right? So I think it's this constant going back and forth. And while you do that, you have to uh, not lose sight of the channels uh, where to kind of catch these people. Because I think that's one last point. Um, Luca, uh, you mentioned that we, we just recently got, got acquired or Penta got acquired by, by its French competitor, um, which is basically um, buying uh, local knowledge, I would say, because uh, Penta was very strong in acquiring customers in Germany. Um, and they did that because they figured out, uh, or we, we did figure it out, because we uh, that German businesses are still quite, uh, I would say, offline and local. And we started advertising also on channels that were not so uh, digital, right? Not everything happened on Facebook and, and Google, but we also went into newspapers. We did a big out-of-home campaign to build up the brand. And that actually gave this uh, competitive advantage in a local market. Um, so I think it's it's even kind of going for channels that are not very obvious in the beginning. But if your target group is just a lot of times offline, then you just have to go where they are. And that brings you all ultimately uh, the, the advantage there. Okay. I, um, yeah. Yep. No, no, go on, go on, sorry. I was actually saying, let's let's uh, wrap it up. Uh, and I would say both of us give, give one last advice. And I'm very curious to hear what the other founders that we are interviewing will say uh, in the future. Agreed. I was going to say the same thing. Um, key takeaway for me, if there's the one thing I'd recommend, is speak to as many people and as many target customers as possible all day every day well that's what i would say as well uh, and then maybe the, the other practical advice don't start hiring for growth people before you you actually kind of close your first customers yourself uh, with your own bare hands and uh, keep the team small pre-product market fit perfect if you guys have any feedback on how we can improve this podcast the questions um feel free to feel free to message us um whether it's on LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, or email us. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to the next one. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Yeah.